Who is Zeki? And what is so it's Zyfy. Oh, freaking hell. Yeah, okay. Zyfy. Of course it's Zyfy. Okay, so that's it. Hello and welcome to episode number six of our Think Like a Brand, Not a Bank midweek mini-series of the Rockstar CMO Effing Marketing Podcast, based on the book of the same name by my chum Liz High and her co-author Alison Metzler. Happy hump day. Hope you're having a good week. Regular listeners, do not adjust your sets. Yes, it's Wednesday and we'll be back as normal on Saturday. In a moment, you'll hear from Liz, an insight ninja, marketing strategist, speaker and author who has worked with some amazing brands and more recently has focused on supporting fintech, banks and credit unions to embrace brand thinking and has written a book about it. I'm your host, Ian Truscott. I'm no rock star, but a techie turned B2B CMO and trusted advisor. And don't be deterred by the not a bank in the title, as I'll be on hand as there's plenty of general marketing street knowledge in the research and insights found in this book. Speaking of which, Liz's book describes five principles. Last week, we talked about the fourth of those. Remember, product isn't what it used to be. This week, we look at the fifth and final principle, coach and compose. But first, we need to pay the bar tab. I'll be back in a moment. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy. Tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. <laughs> Welcome back, Liz, to Rockstar CMO FM. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And you? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. And this is our sixth episode of, uh, well, I've already done all this announcement in the uh, in the pre-bit, but uh, it's nice to have you on for the sixth time. And yeah. we're going to discuss your fifth principle, coach and compose, yeah. um, which I'm curious about. So what is it that you mean by, in terms of when we're building a brand, coach and compose, what does that mean? So it comes from, um, we talk a lot in the the book about sometimes innovation seems really daunting. And the the world of kind of trying new things is littered by customers going, I don't get it. Uh So the idea behind Coach and Compose is that you may have the best idea in the world, mm-hmm. but if you're not prepared to help customers, help stakeholders, really understand mm-hmm. why this is good, what it's all about, and how to engage with it, it won't necessarily be successful, no matter how brilliant the idea is. Right. So your idea here about the coaching, you're coaching your consumers, right? right? Whereas normally we're sort of coaching each other within the business. So are you, are you, so is this about market education? It's about, yeah, it's about market education. It's about mm-hmm. communication, you know, how you make things work. 
And then it's all about, you know, compose, you could think about packaging as well. Right. Right. So how do you package your idea? What's in your idea? What's the killer outcome? What's the killer input? And then what's the killer experience that customers are going to have when they kind of go through that? Right. Thinking it all through like that. Right. So in my world, coaching would be market education. Mm -hmm. Every vendor believes they're in a different category or they're unique in Mm -hmm. their category. And it's getting that across. And then I've actually talked to a couple of startups recently that are genuinely doing something different. The problem they've got is they don't have it. There isn't a market for it. They can't say, Mm -hmm. I, you know, there isn't a Forrester wave or a Gartner magic quadrant or anything like that. They're they're genuinely doing something different. So a big part of their marketing is going to have to be education of the problem, Mm -hmm. you you know, move away from Excel spreadsheets or move away from doing nothing or whatever it is. You know, there's a solution for that. Is that similar in the the financial services world where you're representing? Is, Is that what we're talking about in terms of coaching? Absolutely. And also in terms of composing. So the two things kind of come together. Okay, right, right. So if you think about the fintech is the brilliant example. Fintech didn't exist, you know, I mean, some (laughs) people say it's like 20 years ago, but the height, you know, the the kind of the term and the whole focus over the last five or six years has been incredible. And every single component of the million fintechs that exist in the world Mm -hmm. is creating a new market. It's solving a different problem that technology hasn't solved before. Right, right, right. And so, so, I mean, that I assume then fintech is very much similar to the B2B marketing tech world that I live in, right? You're, that's a B2B play of them then saying to um, financial institutions, hey, Look what look what new thing you can do with your customers. Is that is that what we're talking about? Hundred percent. You know. Right. So again, I'll come back and talk about you know my my time with with Allison at Nimbus. That yeah. um, you know that that was about a potential standalone core solution that allowed mm-hmm. you very quickly to build amazing features and functions that you took right. to a niche market. Right, right. So, the I whole mean, we really... world was around yeah. these big, old, clunky cores that didn't allow you to innovate. Right. Okay. But trying yeah, to not... do that was totally different. Sorry. Yeah, we've not. No, it's fine. I just realised that in all the shows we've not really talked about Nimbus. So, and I know that your co-author Alison is mm-hmm. is there. What is it that Nimbus do then? Just to contextualise what you just said. Yeah. So the the world of of banking is kind of run that all of the back office part of banking requires these, you know, incredibly large, very mm. well established, deep computer mm. systems. Yeah. Which everyone talks about core core systems, which there are yeah. four, some say five. There are a lot of <laughs> as new cloud technologies have evolved, a lot of businesses, yeah. Nimbus being one of them, have tried to solve the industry challenge of innovation within those cores. Right. Right. Okay. So really, it's challenging the absolute foundation of banking with these kind of upstart, but very innovative cloud solutions that allow you to do things really quickly, which is antithetical to bank Mm. decision making and how banks get run. Right, right, cool. And I guess, I guess that we're looking at an example of your content marketing that was to um, coach and compose, really, wasn't it? Right. So you're saying, (laughs) 
yeah, financial institutions think differently mm-hmm. for your customers, and then you'll need the technology that we have to offer. Exactly. Very neat. Very nice. Yeah. Well, um, so we're using you. We're using Nimbus as the customer. yeah as an example. Yeah. 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 That so kind of strategy was a coach and compose strategy for bankers. Right. Right. So coach and compose, you could call that content marketing in a different way. Then, right? Cool. And and I know I know because we've discussed this a few different times uh, in this little mini series. I get the and also you talk about it in the book, so I'm not guessing. Is you're looking at a narrow segment when you try and do this, right? You're you're being very focused around this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think yeah. a, a good, you know, a good example is um, if we think about financial wellness or mm-hmm. financial literacy. Yeah. And particularly around wealth management, it's always maybe that's just me, but I've always found all of that. It's kind of a, it's a bit of a dark art. You have to trust, yeah. you know, there's so much you have to do. And yeah. um, I discovered a, a, a business and actually um, they they partner with with Nimbus and they're called Marstone. Mm-hmm. And they are a traditional, you know, fund management wealth management business but they built this incredible tool which is like a life map all right so rather than you know when you go to see your financial advisor and you feel like you need to know what everything is what it allows you to do is to you know choose from kind of life goals that you might have and let's say you want to buy a house yeah and then it looks at your portfolio of how much mm-hmm. you've got invested, how much cash you've got, your income, and then it pulls in Redfin, which is a um, is a kind of you know house site that says based on analysis of your income, here's what's available on Redfin. Wow. Today, yeah. now yeah. if you wanted, if actually you know you actually want to look at this house, this is what you need to do to change about your finances. So wow. it's a very kind of personal, personalized mm-hmm. um, coaching experience mm-hmm. where you're mm-hmm. completely in control, right. but you've got the visibility of where you are today. You've got this right. notion of where you want to be in the future, mm-hmm. and then it helps you to navigate the decisions you need to make and the changes you need to make. And it's the same thing for retirement, for weddings, for whatever. Right. Right. So the coaching of the customer is happening in this interactive way. It is therefore saying them, showing them the benefits of sound financial management. Or if you were to mm-hmm. buy these products or do these yeah. things, yeah. You, your outcomes, your life goals could be reached. And here's a very tangible way of demonstrating that. Yeah, that's very cool. Very cool. It is very cool. <laughs> yeah. And I know that in the book, you you don't just refer to finance examples. You talk about Microsoft and Weight Watchers in your book as well. So how did, how did that how does explain why how Coach Compose works with those brands? Yeah, so I think the the Nash uh, the um, the Microsoft example is one, and it's quite it's an, quite an old example now, but yeah. it was part of um, I you know spent a lot of time working with yes. Microsoft in my early career, and they had a, a program where they made all of the senior executives. Mm-hmm. kind of go walk the walk <laughs> right. so you all had to spend time in a call center answering calls mm-hmm. you all had to attend a certain number of meetings and out of those mm-hmm. you kind of got closer to the the customer right 
So it's very easy when you're, you're, you know, your CMO or your director yeah. of consumer marketing yeah. to be so immersed in your marketing engine that the customer gets lost in yeah. that process. Yeah. So they use customers mm-hmm. to coach senior executives to make better decisions. Right, right. So they flip the coaching they thing around that we were just talking about just now. So this coach and compose concept in the book mm-hmm. actually is your internal staff as well getting themselves mm-hmm. coached into into what's important for the customers. Yeah. And I think the weight transfers example, I mean it's the mm. The, the metric, which is a big part of why the Weight Watchers program works, is the yeah. coaching that goes yeah. along with it and the accountability that comes yeah. with the, the coaching as well. And yeah. I can't remember the number exactly, but, you know, it's something like, you know, X percent, you know, mm-hmm. more weight loss if you engage effectively in the coaching they offer than if you yeah. try to do it yourself. So it's proven in yeah, that scenario yeah. that being coached makes a difference. Right. Right. So there's three elements really to coaching. It's like the the others, your peers, it's mm-hmm. it's you coaching your customers and your and your customers co- coaching you. I think that's that's uh, that, that's really interesting. So um, how, so with the with the composition piece, how does this how has this worked with the clients that you've worked with? How have you how have you managed to bring this together? What have you seen? Yeah. So I think um, the composition piece. Mm-hmm. very much comes down to thinking about all of the stakeholders that you have to get bought into a program. Right. And I think I talked previously about the idea of um, when, when we were coming up with Hitched Money, which was the, the young married couples kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. That was yeah. a great example of composing something that was super relevant to the bank decision makers. I yeah. I can see how I'm going to sell some mortgages at the end of all this yeah. fluffy stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, the hey, let's really get to know the challenges of the the young people that you're going to be serving. Let's really get underneath mm-hmm. the complexity of the conversations. Let's solve for that. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, let's make sure that we've got the buy-in of the kind of the board and everything. So it's that whole idea of what is the key components of mm-hmm. what you've got in your product, service, or solution that's yeah. going to hit a key moment for every single different stakeholder group that will be involved in that success. Right, right, right. So that's your internal. That I mean, there is a that's that level of internal coaching yeah. as well, yeah. and and composition, right? And um, and but then somebody is sort of. How have you found coming up with these ideas? I mean, you 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 worked in a fairly conservative. Mm-hmm. industry right how how responsive are people to these ideas when you're like look here's a customer put put things around them how's that gone um you know it, it really does come back to and I think this is one of my favorite ones I think out of all the principles in the book it really yeah. is about that coaching and composing numbers data business mm-hmm. sizing addressable market all of these yeah. things are what gets a good idea across the board. Right. You right. can't just sell, in banking in particular, you can't just sell cool. Yeah. <laughs> you have to yeah. sell cool with a strong ROI investment, a yeah. very clear addressable market, 
and a very clear route to get to that addressable market. It's all about the business case. Right, right. And I imagine, I mean, because we're on our last principle, and mm-hmm. if we look back on, on some of the examples you've used previously, I'm presuming, I mean, because some of them are really interesting. I mean, you know, where, where you've got um, a products focused on um, uh, cab share drivers, I think you've had, and we've had artists, mm-hmm. and we've had yeah. all these yeah, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. different different niche audiences. Mm-hmm. That, and I presume that the organization, the, the financial organizations that have put these products out to market have seen success with that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, I think it's, you know, if you do the, if you do the work, if you do the yeah. composition, if you yeah. build the business case, yeah, I mean, you know, no business case is perfect. You can't turn around and go, you said we'd make blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And we've only made yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, yeah. well, you <laughs> really didn't do it. <laughs> so there's yeah. a little bit of, you know, the, you know, there's no such thing as a bulletproof business case. But if you mm-hmm. put enough of that composition yeah. into it, you think through end to end, you yeah. do all that stakeholder coaching, mm-hmm. you do the customer coaching. Mm-hmm. then I mean that's how good businesses are built not just banks that's how good businesses are built yeah yeah you um and some of your examples I mean we've talked about Microsoft and Weight Watchers and you just mm-hmm. mentioned Milestone as well and yeah. you and I'm I've been out of the US a little bit too long mm-hmm. I think so but you mentioned a, a brand called in our when we were discussing doing this mm-hmm. episode you Ziffy in Utah who who are Ziffy and what so are they it's Zyfy oh freaking hell yeah okay Zyfy of course it's Zyfy that's it note to self um problem with naming process um <laughs> no 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 that's uh, it, it, totally me now that I see it written the way the same yeah. way as hi-fi I mean Jesus yeah even I'm uh, I mean I'm old enough to remember hi-fi yeah <laughs> I think if you're American as well I think you're more likely to go Zyfy than Ziffy but that's yes like, well the z isn't the z yeah yeah so the, the reason that i we talk about this in the book is that mm-hmm. um the institution behind this is a 150 year old exceptionally traditional bank out of yeah. Utah. yeah um and they recognized that they wanted to build a very different b2b Uh bank and that they wanted to really focus on a digital solution Mm -hmm. now trying to get that idea and concept of a digital first b2b Mm -hmm. small business bank Mm -hmm. integrated into this particular institution was a real challenge Mm -hmm. so the guy who led the team whose idea this was what he did is, and it's a really, really famous book, which is so worth reading. It's called Moonshot. Right. And the principle behind taking a moonshot is it's something you really, really, really believe in. Yeah. But you don't have all the things and the tools to build it. And it's all about the yeah. first time America went to the moon and the yeah, first yeah. time, you know, chemotherapy drugs were developed. All of that stuff on paper looked pretty impossible. Right, right. So the principle of a moonshot, which is very much the compose and coach, is yeah. you create your t- your team of innovators. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about all this stuff. They're not using yeah. all their energy to, you know, deal with the, the corporate institution. They're yeah. 100% focused on their moonshot. Right. And that gives you the control to create the experience you want. Yeah. And then it's your job to coach the institution 
into loving, growing, and further investing in your moonshot. Right. But you get you your belief and your passion is not interrupted by the right. institution. And that's really what the Zyfi story was, is how yeah. they created something so word of the day antithetical yeah. to the parent institution. Yeah. But they built it. It's a digital first small business solution. They're mm-hmm. taking it to market kind of step at a time, step at a time. Mm-hmm. It completely changes what a bank means. It's actually more like running a business than it is wow. being a bank. Mm-hmm. But it's backed by one of you know the largest kind of specialist banks in the, the US, wow. super traditional. Wow, I can't believe that. I, I, I read that whole part of the book mm-hmm. and in my head it said Ziffy. <laughs> so, but so sci-fi, I mean, is this one of those stories that we we keep touching on where a sub-brand is actually going, is it actually going to pull the main brand through? And again, a great example of, of why one should create sub-brands when you're taking mm-hmm. the moonshot, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we get to the sec- the bit where we talk about the three things that somebody should take from this yeah. principle, this section of the book. What are those three things, Liz? All right. So I always say that, you know, the idea of you don't have to be Beethoven to compose the future that you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's you can start small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can start with that kernel of an idea. You yeah. build it out. You do the next thing. You bring in the next round of people that you need support from. You're composing one line of music at a time. You're building up to your symphony, but you don't have to try and write a symphony on the first day. That's right. Nice. I like that advice. And I also love the language that you use in the books. It's so it's such a readable book and you don't have to be Beethoven to compose the future. Perfect. Yeah. What's your second one? Um, everyone needs a bit of coaching now and then. So, yeah. There is no shame Mm -hmm. in helping your leadership team, your team, or your customers Mm -hmm. to use something new or to accept your idea. In fact, we argue it's kind of essential. Right, right. And and also something we should factor into any idea that we have is is the coaching element of it, right? I also... um, you know, I was, I, I think there's a lot of thought now about how long that should take, right? Is that mm-hmm. I saw I saw a LinkedIn post, I've seen this a couple of times recently, which is that when you're bored of telling your customer something, they're probably only just getting it then, you know, because as, as marketers, we tend to just, we, we do something, then we move on. And so we'll have a campaign for a quarter or two quarters and, and, and the customer needs to hear it 150 times before. So if you're bored with it, you know, and that's sometimes about the coaching, isn't it? That mm-hmm. you it's not going to be fresh for you. It's going to be that you need to get that. I like that. So everyone needs a bit of coaching now and again. And what's your third uh, takeaway that we need? It's, you know, coming back to that, take the moonshot. Yeah. And if you've got an idea that you feel is really, really strong. Yeah. Do the work. Yeah. Yeah. Protect your idea. Don't let the idea be kind of trampled on by the culture that you work in. Yeah. Work out how do I sell the idea? How do I help others to get on board with the idea? And mm. you know, it does come back to that, you know, said it again, it's coach people, compose the idea and take them in shot. They're really, really linked on that. Mm. Innovation can be done. <laughs> 
Mm. I think that's an excellent and it's an excellent way to end this little mini series of the principles. Yeah. Um, so that was our fifth principle, Coach Compose, from your book, Think Like a Brand, Not a Bank, which is available in all good bookshops and some rubbish ones too, I imagine. Um, but Liz, uh, will you like to come back and we'll carry on with this series and talk about thinking like a brand? I would love to. I've really enjoyed this. It's um it's right. nice to to think not, you know, because when we wrote the book, it's very much thinking about banks thinking about fintechs but what I've loved about the conversation is really the stuff we're talking about is so relevant to right. pretty much any any market and particularly I think to b2b marketing as well so Excellent. good show all right well I'll see you next week So that's a wrap on this episode of Think Like a Brand on a Bank, our midweek mini-series for the Rockstar CMO FA Marketing Podcast. I've been your host, Ian Truscott. Thanks to Liz for her insight and to you for dropping a dime into your podcast and jukebox, selecting our track and jiving along with it. While you're spinning the dial on the interwebs, take a look at all the links to Liz and her book in the show notes, which you can find on your favourite podcast app or rockstarcmo.com, where you can also find all our previous episodes. And please say hello on the socials. We are Rockstar CMO just about everywhere or email us at hello at rockstarcmo.com. I'll be back with our usual show on Saturday with Jeff and Robert and I have a fascinating chat with Ari Navarro, Chief Strategy and Growth Officer at BSA Partners. I hope you join us again for that. Until then, enjoy the rest of your week and thanks again for listening to Rockstar CMO FM. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.